and welcome to a improvisationally started up TOEG yeah. podcast. This is this is different. It's it's just me and Matt for now. Yes. Although uh, Jimmy's going to come in later. In the meantime, though, the reason why we're starting early is 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 that Matt, you're on a deadline. You're on a quest. You're a man on a mission today to get me a switch. You have I want it. I need it. I need to play Zelda because everyone has like they, they, they literally on camera. I saw Pro Jared, you know, pull down his pants and says, "This is the best." I've ever seen. I was like, oh, okay. Everyone's just giving this tens, and usually I'm just like, eh, whatever. But I've been looking forward to this game, so and I, I, want, I want me some Zelda in my life. So you, know? you have to leave in like 45 minutes. We have yes. to uh, uh, get whatever you have steaming on your chest out yes. within like the next 40 minutes. Because you, I, I guess, are you going to go wait in line? Is, is that yes. why you're on the deadline yes. there's tonight? Yes, there's a few places that have a couple switches just kind of waiting, and you have to wait in line. But instead of waiting in line, I am here. I am here for you guys. Um, ah, okay. So what, what, do you, what do you have to tell us? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not much. Not much. We've been preparing for Japan, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I bought my yeah. tickets. Anyone want to hear? <laughs> I bought my tickets to Japan. I, I really hope to find some some Metal Gear Solid patchy slot. I uh, want to give Groove Coaster another go, and also see how much more video game music there is in the karaoke machines out there. It's you remind me of uh, because I've been trying because obviously I've been vegan for so long. So before to go before going to Japan, I went to try out some fish, Mm, and I've been going to the same place that we, me and you, you showed me with with all the sake and all that. And um, I walk in, and every time I walk in, it's always some song that I know from some anime. They had um, the song from Sword Art Online, and then they had straight up the Kingdom Hearts music Oof. right after Oof, we had rough. the podcast about talking about kingdom hearts i like I walked in when, there and heard we were sitting and there and 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 i heard hats <laughs> hat macaroni on the speaker i just like kind of had to set my fork down for a minute and be like early guys you get it you're japanese and you own a japanese restaurant but i don't know i guess they have fun with that stuff yeah, I, and the food—the food has been good, and and I haven't. Oh my god, yeah, I haven't uh, flipped out yet. My body hasn't said, "Oh my gosh, you're eating flesh." No, um, so but I guess well, it is well, you fish. You always not. a vegan, so so you're just like get, practicing to get back in the groove, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I've been dabbling in some some dairy just to see if you know it, it'll affect me or anything like that and everything's been good i i even did the traditional was it sashimi where they have like the raw fish on the top oh. or is that yeah sashimi is that, just that's raw actually fish, pretty right? hardcore actually a lot of a yeah. lot of people just uh order the sushi instead of the actual sashimi that's like taking it to the next step yeah i took it the, the octopus i wasn't I wasn't feeling the octopus mm. i ain't gonna lie i don't okay. like that chewy stuff in my mouth man i don't know well, man uh, I, I I think I have come to the conclusion over the past week that that uh I can't stand this weeb ass bullshit. <laughs> Wait, what? I near is such it it's the whole style of this game is just like 
like I was saying last week, way far outside of the Giorgio sphere. And I, I farther than Metal Metal Gear, like which I I don't I mean the Metal Gear it's like this this uh, teenage outdoorsman fantasy. There's there's stuff going on on near that that just fills the frame with things that look stupid to me and 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 when it's like happening in motion in front of you, it's it's this uh, story about people with monotone high pitched voices who, who who believe in the power of friendship to to overcome a, a time lord who is pulling the strings all along and believing uh, in the heart of the cards like, seems so so uh so 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 cliche to me and and it, i feel like the thing <laughs> is this was a the slice most... of life anime mixed no, in with some no, action it's, it's, it's not it's like an actual <laughs> surreal post-apocalyptic setting that's kind of haunting i mean now that i've done mm. all the other stuff I, I think I get it. Oh, oh, what's this? Is that is that a, a Jimmy? It's your boy. Oh, you blew right in. All right, so we got to pause right here and do a sync. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's me. Hello. I, I was I'm just late. complaining about Nier again, and, and I've, oh. I've read some comments that I really pissed people off last week. You know, I guess no surprises there. The conclusion I've come to now that I've done everything in this game is that you... You really had to be there back in the day, like before uh, uh, video games about dads with daughters playing up a tearjerker, doing meta narrative twists became in vogue because this uh, this game does things that you two here in the podcast with me have uh, seen other games that came out a half decade later do, I feel, better Okay. Mm. Um it and it's kind of sad that uh the the gameplay was not able to age past the point of its story beats kind of failing to to hold up to time. It, it's it's the problem of Seinfeld used to be funny. I'd imagine that if uh It's still funny. What's wrong with you? It it mm? it, it, it is still funny, but there's this uh <laughs> page on TV tropes called Seinfeld used to be funny about how much more funny it used to be for mm. it it established trends and and now became like normal yeah playing half-life really has that effect but but yeah i imagine that near really hits you a lot harder if you um played it from the perspective of of mainly a japanese console gamer in the early 2010s because uh coming into it after well first of all for one thing like Silent Hill 2 and MGS2 did this stuff on the Japanese side of console gaming earlier, but also RP Western RPGs have have um uh kind of token-driven player narrative play that um that that accomplishes a lot of the ideals that it seems Yoko Taro wants to be doing with his games, but the Japanese game industry that he's roped into is is a little too resistant to those methods. And also now after after Spec Ops and The Last of Us and Undertale, a lot of the twists that come in Nier are extremely easy to see. And if they're ah. extremely easy to see, the story becomes predictable. And if the story becomes predictable, then the drama doesn't stick, thus leading to a emotionless, heartless George who who doesn't get it. That's fair. You know, the thing, though, like I was saying last week, I, I was looking forward to writing the script because this is like the epitome of the game that's more fun to think about than it is to actually play. Mm. This is probably going to piss more people off. But earlier I held that title 
<laughs> I thought Red Dead Redemption held that title, and, and that game is way more competently executed than Nier. There's a lot of moments in Nier where the game just seemed to like be breaking in my hands while I was trying to play it, and I, and I mm-hmm. have super cuts of it happening in my video today. But um, Nier has really, really fun science fiction behind it. That uh, d- dig it a lot of the usual cyberpunk, Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner. Am I really a human if I'm a robot? problem questions which automata Mm. is completely themed around like they have this great trailer where where you see dolls getting chopped up by saws and ground into machines and it looks gross because they're representations of humans getting fed into this stuff but um they're not so you're like should i should i feel grossed out by this or not and the whole premise of the (laughs) game is that you're you're a weird ass android girl fighting weird ass cute toy robot toy looking robots and and that's it's uh, just kind of wondering how human they can make a story from that incredibly artificial premise. And also, it, what's, <laughs> watching any interview with Yoko Taro in it is really fun. There, there's a video mm. of this guy rolling on the floor uh, 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 oh. with a <laughs> yeah, t-shirt. Just saying, near automata t-shirt, near automata t-shirt, near automata t-shirt, shit square oh enix, and he keeps rolling around on the floor. No and that way. was like the official Platinum Games pre-order bonus t-shirt promotional video. Wait, <laughs> like, link this video. That What? Yeah, yeah, sure. Rolling on the floor. Um, it, There's some really, really great interviews, uh, uh, particularly the one that I really got sucked up in was a promotional interview he was doing for dragon guard three where he was talking about how disappointed he is with uh, the game industry for failing to experiment with the grander narrative potential of games and how he kind of uh and in in another gdc talk that's an hour long that i still really liked he talked about how many times he deliberately tried to poke past beyond a barrier of what you could do with games like he uh keeps bringing up this um hypothetical example of a full $60 game that's just three minutes long that's the most beautiful three minutes of your life and he thinks it's weird that that seems ridiculous to us and I just wonder like if Phil Fish or Jonathan Blow said the same exact thing there would be like hell to pay but this guy can say it because of like the double standard among a lot of Mm. the video game community that that yeah. weirdo Japanese people can can uh, kind of get away scot-free with a lot of criticism even even though he's saying a lot of the same stuff and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I found it <laughs> like I think he's a more fun personality than Kojima and Phil F- and Jonathan Blow I have had more fun watching this guy's interviews than I have watching any other developer interviews I mean I wouldn't necessarily call Phil Fish or John Blow fun, fun personalities. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. one of them rose to fame from a from indie game the movie being like framing his descent into madness. And the other one I just find very insightful to listen to. I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh yeah, watching John Blow talk is really fun. Like the, I enjoy it, but it's not like fun. This guy's whole career is a descent into madness. He thinks that the way video games celebrate violence is insane, so he makes games where characters are insane enough to be committing the violence. So mm. Guard 1 and 3 have absolutely fucked up stories. And um Nier Nier tries to get a little more morally gray with it. Uh but there's there's 
so many interesting stories behind him. Like he was kind of inspired by by nine eleven when when riding near and. There's this weird story of how when he was a kid, a childhood friend of his fell off a roof and died. Oh. And when, okay, this is really, really creepy, but, but, but are, are you ready for a creep bomb? Okay. Uh, when this dead child fell on the floor and oh. everyone gathered around being like, oh God, what should we do? The kid gets a post-mortem erection and everyone is so shocked that they laugh at it to kind of come to terms with what they're seeing and in interviews yoko taro thought this was fascinating and kind of uh paints the impression that that you don't have to necessarily make death a a tear-jerking tragedy all of the time that that people like will still laugh at the horrible things happening in a fucked up way to cope with it and that's insane it's great it's great yeah this is that's weird that's really weird right (laughs) all of that's weird so Mm. uh uh uh, matt's on his way to get a switch yes that's right currently he's walking down the street i am going to be on the street selling my body uh jimmy are you planning on getting a switch i mean man would i really love to yes uh do i have the money on hand and also would i be able to get one in a pre-order line tonight well the answer to both of those are no yeah um i it, it is an unfortunate realism that i may just have to play zelda on Wii U mm. in like two weeks. Oh, oh! I was about yeah. to say welcome to the George Zone, but I no, will be, I'm I'm even delayed. So. I, I will be hunting down a Wii U copy of Zelda tomorrow. Oh, I'll be taking a walk through the shopping centers. And, I almost um, want to get one just on the principle of like maybe it'll be like GameCube Twilight Princess and sell for a lot in the future because it was like the last Wii U game, and but like. I don't know, man. Like, I guess I can get over it. The Wii U is not an incredibly underpowered machine, just a slightly underpowered machine. So I'm sure it'll still be fun. When, uh... <laughs> Why do you sound like that? I'm sure it will still be fun. I'm pretty sure it's the same damn thing. At least that's what is reported. Yeah, unfortunately. Bruh, you haven't you haven't played you haven't played Zelda Breath of the Wild with the Joy-Cons detached from the screen. Oh, that's just right. Just sitting at your sides. That that experience changed me, man. Wait, no. I was like, <laughs> literally before I did, I did that, I was like, I'll just get it on Wii U. It'll be fine. And then I did that and I was like, how can I go back from this? This is the best control scheme. Wait, what this do you mean? This is the best one. Enlighten me. I, I legitimately don't know what you what you mean. Didn't did I not talk about this on the podcast? I thought I did. I mean, maybe maybe the 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 emotional impact of of the storytelling didn't fully resonate within 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 the 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 audience of me. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not a it's not a big thing. I just when a control scheme feels right to me, like it's easy to feel when a control scheme is just okay, right? But like so I tried out Breath of the Wild at the Wii U demo at E3, and then I tried it after our Zelda Escape Room thing, uh, but that was on the Switch, and it was the full build of the game. So there was, like, the timer was, like, they have a timer, and they say, like, all right, your 20 minutes is up. Um, but it was, like, just the full game running. 
and well, I got to go into like the first dungeon and find a power. And the guy was like, why don't you try playing it like this? Why don't you try playing it like undocked? And then he was like, here, dock the switch and pop off the Joy-Cons. And so I just had him one in each hand, like classic Wii oh, nunchuck and, and remote. Oh, and I was able to rest my left hand, you know, the movement and everything, just like on my leg, like real comfortable. And my right hand separately could be used for motion control aiming. And so I got a certain ability early in the game, in that first dungeon, and it had a motion control aiming, and I felt it felt so natural to, because Link on screen was using this ability with one hand, and I used that ability, and I like picked up a thing, and I moved it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is I how gotcha. like this is what this needs to feel like, and then like uh, Gerard has it at the office, so I watched him play a little bit, and I fiddled around with it myself for like a few minutes, and like same thing, bow and arrow pull that shit out, aim with one hand, and it feels so fucking natural. And I was like, I can't go to the Wii U after this. I don't know how it's going to feel. Just a little more parity between what your character's doing and what your arms are doing. It it feels more comfortable in general, even if there wasn't that, like, one-to-one with what's going on on screen versus what you're doing with your hands. you can separate your arms, which you can't do if they have to hold a controller. Okay, okay. You know, that is one of the things I really enjoyed when I was playing Metroid Prime with the Wiimotes. I, I just love being able to really slouch, <laughs> spread <laughs> out in, in, in all ways. Yeah, I would... While playing. I, I, I have the Metroid Prime triple pack on Wii U, uh, but I don't have a nunchuck. I just have the remote, so... I want to get around to playing that eventually because I would like to play through Prime 2, like my favorite Prime game with the Wii U or the Wii motion controls because I feel like that would be an interesting experience and at the very least. Oh my god, I, that, that reminds me of a cool-ass PC Gamer article I saw the other day where they were uh, experimenting with um, a VR-converted uh, version of Dolphin. And oh, the Metroid yeah. Prime games make so much sense with VR. You, yeah, they, I can they're, they're built. The trilogy and Metroid Prime Three are built for motion controls. So having the Wii, uh, the Wii mode and the nunchuck plus a VR helmet is really similar to legit VR setups. Right. You also have a big chunky HUD on your face, kind of mimicking the weight of of the right. Like HMD it like grounds you face. in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I ever. Uh, <laughs> do get a vr headset i really want to see what it's like playing old games which i've said that a lot um <coughs> i was gonna say something new for once and then i lost my train of thought uh, well, i can say something new yeah uh, oh what's I, new i actually had the intended experience with one two switch this past weekend okay oh okay uh yeah i was up in seattle we all gathered at a friend's house uh who has a who had a um pre-release Switch and uh, Breath of the Wild and 1-2 Switch. We were all drinking, having a good time, played some Secret Hitler, uh, you know, played some games. And then he was like, let's try out 1-2 Switch. We have like 15 people here. Like, this is like what they marketed as. Let's see what if it works. And it was surprisingly a lot more fun than I had originally given it credit for. Mind you, not $60 worth of fun. But mm-hmm. this, it, it's like... It's only surprising that they didn't brand this game as like a WarioWare, but I guess I can understand why to appeal to like 
a more universal audience instead of like, oh, you have to like Mario to play this game. And like, yeah, we played the fucking cowboy shootout game like 40 times in a row. Like, I don't know why it, I don't know how it didn't, like, I don't know how it didn't stop being fun, but it was just continuously fun. Um, and then so they had this weird, are they, are they, they really selling game. it for $60? Yeah, yeah, it's a full price game. Wow. Usually the mini game collection, which are always it really good. Like, it? Nintendo Land, I think, is still one of my favorite Wii U games. Well, there's not a lot um, to choose from, but. It, I believe that the, the Switch is going to have dollars. a package deal with the One Two Switch, but not. I think uh, doesn't actually come with it. Uh, like it's, it will come with it, but it's like going to cost you. Like, oh no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, like <laughs> that's the thing is like this I'm is one good. of those games where I'm like, when someone else has it, I'm I'm always down to play, but I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, yeah I, there's so many actually, indie games to buy. Like you seen that long list. They like, released a indie list, list, which is good duck news. Game. Duck After Ga- Bros. Oh my Plus. god, fucking duck game, dude. Duck, duck game. game. Oh duck my god. game. Duck game with with everyone <laughs> crowded around the 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 picnic <laughs> table in the cafeteria <laughs> playing duck game. Like kids who are gonna grow up with that are gonna have such a good childhood. It doesn't matter dude. that they're gonna like starve to death during the global warming wars of the 2070s but but right. they will have a childhood playing duck game in the school cafeteria so it's gonna be okay <laughs> the lore of the TRVG podcast i'm gonna okay excuse the typing well actually i only have to click to get there but i am going to scroll down to where i retweeted i found it already okay just just the ones that only apply to me being interested on this vast list i'm just going to list them off just like these are the oh, these are the only ones that make me excited, and they're still like at least three times more. Mm-hmm. So, Duck Game, Binding of Isaac, Afterbirth Plus, Little Inferno, Thousand One Spikes, Cave Story, Enter the Gungeon, <clears throat> Thumper, uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment, Ukulele. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Human Resource Machine, Stardew Valley. Uh, with multiplayer. The, with with multiplayer. multiplayer, exactly. Fucking Jackbox Party Pack. Fucking. God, I, there are so many good ones. Towerfall, oh. basically local multiplayer all... Towerfall that you could just take with you. Have you heard of a good multiplayer party game? It's on the Switch now. Yeah, like, like, like all, all we need those... is fucking Samurai Gun and Nidhog on here, and you'll have like the whole roster and all, Lethal all, League. All of those PC indie party games that that felt so good to uh, have on the PC, but felt so awkward to bring out in the living room. Now mm-hmm. have a way in, and and, Not and just it's the on room, the party just console. Just fucking anywhere. Yeah. Just fucking anywhere. Yeah. So it's uh, that's <laughs> really good news. That <laughs> makes the switch a lot more appealing for me. Yeah, honestly, like I know that you know a lot of these indie games are out already, and like they're not you know console not sellers, indie, right? But I would absolutely take my switch two places more often mm-hmm. if I had Duck Game on it. The convention box, man. Convention it, yeah, box. exactly. Gosh. Like, hey, eight people meet in fucking room whatever and <laughs> yeah. let's play whatever. Like, it doesn't just have to be the one person who brought their Wii U and Smash anymore or fucking Scribs Neo Geo. Like, Even then, like, the Wii U was such a great party console, but it never had Duck Game. It never had this list. It never had Duck Game is, I mean, the real travesty of the Wii U. Yeah. 
the downfall. I could it, see the uh, electricity bill for the for the you know um, for the hotels. Yeah, you know, oh, going skyrocketing char- because everyone's gonna have to four plug it switches in. per room. Yeah, yeah. There's no way everyone's gonna bring their battery packs. No, we're gonna be we're gonna get a, like a, a nice little um, a power power protector there. Uh, it was power strips, and then everyone connects their switch to it. It's gonna be drawing <laughs> power. Gonna be setting fires in the hotel. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You know, all these all these deals kind of make me wonder if uh, making the party console is Nintendo's new strategy because. There, that seemed like that that was what the Wii U was best utilized for were, were, were fun party games that made use of the gimmick and the yeah. marketing and lineup behind the Switch are way more focused on that than, than the Wii U's was yeah I mean like especially with one of their bigger like launch not launch lineups I don't, I don't know if it is launch uh, one of their bigger like like at the Switch presentation we got like a month ago, one of the bigger things they were trying to push was Bomberman R. Um, like, it seems like this will be a console with a lot of party games, which kind of harkens back to like the N64 or the GameCube that had a lot of like Four weird party ports. games like that. Yeah, yeah. L- literally a franchise called Mario Party. Right. Um, but the real <clears throat> important question needs to be asked. About uh, mm. what, 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 Jimmy, what you may have done with uh, Gerard's Switch equipment, and Matt, what you may plan to do with your Switch equipment. What do you I mean? Follow. Put it in your mouth. Oh, I did not, but I was, uh, I was present for a taste test yesterday. Oh, how um, did it go? Excuse it go? me, what, what's, what the hell is happening here? Is there a crack? On the on the console now was uh, oh you don't um, you don't know no I don't know why we would be uh, well. licking switches today let no us, you're let licking the switch you. cartridges yeah. see Matt let me tell you something is there a high they flavored high? them <laughs> I'm not even lying they flavored the switch so cartridges. the switch you're cartridges <laughs> are are smaller than Nintendo 3ds cartridges meaning. That they are rather prone to be put into mouths of, say, small children who don't know better. So, what Nintendo did was they took <laughs> what Jeff not Gertzman just did. not just a bitter compound, but literally the most bitter compound known to humanity, and present and proceeded to coat switch cartridges with them now so that your first gut reaction if you were to put one in your mouth is to immediately get it out before anyone knew this during an unprofessional friday giant bomb stream jeff gertzman proved himself a giant baby and uh just just put a cartridge in his mouth when when they were going over tech specs you know like like dimensions sizes uh, uh, uh taste it was uh it was part of the rigorous giant bomb hardware testing regimen and uh he he found it extremely bitter he tweeted about how the taste lasted the whole day which meant that everyone else who had their switch had to taste the cartridges as well which eventually led up to nintendo actually responding to both polygon and kotaku sending requests about why do your cartridges taste so bad (laughs) and it's uh it's coated. Uh, it's coated with an agent called denatonium benzoate that is uh, 
the most bitter chemical compound known to humanity, which means that now there's like a weird thrill-seeking edge to actually tasting your cartridges. You can experience the penultimate in human bitter sensations. You will never taste anything more bitter in your entire life. Yeah, you can just um, knock this experience out and then never have to put any more cartridges in your mouth again. But 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 after that, I mean, that's that's a lifetime milestone done with. You you don't have to worry about tasting bitter things anymore. You you will have done it. You will have seen the peak. Yeah, I uh we were just hanging out a little bit after filming yesterday and it was me, Alex Kells and Gerard and Gerard's brother Jacques in um in like the office where we were hanging out and you like uh, somehow that came up because the story was getting thrown around all day. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, it was so fun. And Kells was like, what is this? And she's like looking on her phone and she's like, switch cartridges are taste bad. And everyone like starts laughing and they start telling her about, you know, what the, you know, what the articles all report on. And she's like, I want to try it. I want to do it. And we were like, okay. And so Gerard was like, okay, well, you're not doing it with Zelda. You can do it with one, two switch. And so, <laughs> and so she like just faintly touched the very tip of her tongue to it. And immediately was like, oh, oh, no. Oh. And Alex was sitting next to her was like, okay, well, all right, now I got to do it. And he went to do the same thing and got, I think, a lot more than he bargained for. And, like, he meant to just, like, tap it with his tongue and ended up, like, licking the whole side of it. And was just like, he, like, (laughs) he asked Gerard to pass him a bottle of hot sauce that was on the table from Gerard's lunch so that he can pour some onto his tongue to kill the taste of the bitter switch casing. And it's like uh, pulling the emergency switch. Yep. Did it? <clears throat> Did it kill uh, it? I mean, somewhat. He still had the grimace on his face for a few minutes at least. Mm. Hot sauce can cure a lot of things. Uh, Even the common cold. So I, w- I want to see this spread. Like this is the most fun game news story i think i found in years which actually just really proves that nintendo's whole new strategy is making weird ass parties crop up i mean playing fun video games putting things in your mouth you know one thing leads to another anyways um i want you to know that i opened up facebook just now and the very first thing i see is a status update from a friend who has a (laughs) who has an advanced switch that says switch games are coded in something that tastes like earwax to stop kids from eating tiny cartridges tried it myself it's true you don't need to try earwax oh you know i'm gonna try (laughs) how do they try how do they how do people know what earwax tastes like hmm i don't know man you know when you're a kid you dig dig your you know stick your finger in holes no no, i really and then you put it in your mouth no that that was just you matt (laughs) it was was just me it was just you i i mean all holes you know all right Uh. i guess it's just (laughs) jesus christ matt what 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 this is the second time this podcast has gotten kind of weird Really? Uh, what, the, was the first time that creepy baby story? It was. She wasn't a baby. It was a childhood friend. A a uh, a a a. So someone got a boner from peer. a boner. Th- that's what happens when people. A little do- peck. Anyways, let's uh-huh. um. Uh-huh. Let's let's get back yeah. to tasting Nintendo Switch cartridges. I I want this to be like 
the big hot news story of the year. I want to like turn on the local news and hear the reporter go, what are your children putting in their mouths? Find out more at 11. It's the bizarre internet sensation, a new stunt sweeping the nation online. I, I want this to get stupid. I, well, the next imagine ice the hilarity. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is going to be like the new cinnamon challenge. Oh uh-huh. my God, it's going to be great. You're going to have a spoon and you're going to have one, two switch in the spoon. <laughs> and you point the camera at yourself and be like, what's up, guys? Fucking Switch Gamer 1258 here. Super Bunny Hop. <laughs> I'm here doing the Nintendo Switch Challenge. I think it's going to be pretty easy. You know, not a big deal. And then, of course, five minutes later, they're like, oh. All right. Since uh, we're, we're hot on the trend, we're hot, we're hot on the heels of an upcoming trend. What do the <clears throat> rules need to be? I, I, oh, I want to start the with the challenge? premise. We need a, an amount of seconds. It's held on top of your tongue. And you need to have, like, a good coating, a, a good, like, salival medium between your tongue and the cartridge to make sure that flavor really really seeps through the juices oh no i'd say 15 15 seconds you think is reasonable for the most bitter thing in the world 15 okay. seems more 15 than reasonable seconds hmm. <laughs> 15 seconds i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tweet this, this is, out hopefully we can actually seconds. start a mem here this is 15 seconds you can't retch like you can't like gag and spit it out this is 15 seconds you have to keep it in your mouth okay. and be like mm-hmm. yeah no big deal all right we need we need a clever title the the nintendo switch challenge might be that 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 might not be specific enough the um, let's see bitter what's the synonym for bitter uh, uh sour putrid the the sour switch challenge the putrid um, mm, the, the switch pucker challenge okay 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 pucker pucker <laughs> Sucker, ducker, fucker, fucker, mmm, pucker. Um, Nintendo the Sour Switch Challenge. I, I think I like the Sour Switch Challenge. They have alliteration there. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna type this tweet in the box right now. Proposing the Sour Switch Challenge. <laughs> be sure, be sure to tweet all videos at us. <laughs> Enterprising YouTubers out there. <laughs> uh, hold a switch cartridge. Above your tongue for 15 seconds. All right, you guys got to be tweeting this too. We need this to spread. We we we're, we got to start a mem here. This is this a might mem. end up on the local news across the country. <laughs> the local okay, Atlanta above news. Above your tongue for 15 seconds. Oh my gosh! I see the tweet. <laughs> Tongue's really wet and goopy. You gotta make sure that okay what's the name of the uh good 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 thing it's non-toxic denatonium benzoate you got to make sure that denatonium <laughs> benzoate really <laughs> oh god what's a nice like automatopoeic uh, uh disgusting sounding word really slurps around in there really really slides really around in there hmm saturates hmm. saturates moist yeah, really moist, moist around moist. in there. Nice, nice and moist. No dry <laughs> mouth. Exclamation point. <laughs> moist. We're literally just like tweeting on air right now. Um, it's so good. I, I'm just it's waiting so for George. Um, so, what have you been d- d- doing, j- j- Jimbo? Uh. Honestly, not too much. I wanted to play Titanfall 2 and finish it now that I have 
new computer, but um, I've just been editing the Factorio review and catching, capturing more footage for it. So I played a bit more Factorio, played some Minecraft, played some Overwatch, played like 10 minutes of Pokemon. Like, basically just the most bare bones week of playing games. Um, though, I will say, more than a few people tweeted at me about this game called Black Wake that just came out. I don't know if you know about this. No. Black Wake. Sounds like a shit game. Shit battle game. Black Wake is a multiplayer naval FPS focused on teamwork and cooperation. I knew it. Fire the cannons, sink enemy (laughs) ships, and board them with firearms and steel. What this looks like, what this looks like is fucking Sea of Thieves, but it's out already and you can play it right now. Of course. Of course. Uh, Yeah, honestly, it doesn't look that good. No. But... No, it doesn't look that good, to be completely honest. this video, oh my, oh my god. Like, I get it. It looks silly. (laughs) It's ragdolls. Yeah, yeah. I see that, yeah. That's that's their whole trailer is like, look at how many ways our players can ragdoll when they die. It's a YouTube (laughs) game. Have you guys played Black Wake? Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is totally tuber bait. To Um, uh, put in between videos of your uh, Sour Switch challenges. Yeah. Sour Switch Challenge, Blackwake Multiplayer Challenge, Challenge. Get on I mean, it. Um, the ships in the water look okay. It it visually looks pretty good. Once things start um, moving, though, once people specifically start moving, the, the illusion yeah, the really people, breaks. The people is the part that looks bad, but, like, the physics, the, like, particle effects, the rain, water, and everything, all that looks great. Uh, I don't know. This seems like a game that I would enjoy, regardless Seems like a dopey, fun pirate game. Kind of like what Sea of Thieves is, only I don't have to wait for Sea of Thieves or buy it on Windows 10 Store. So, already this is looking better than that. Um, It's weird, though, that they are kind of trying to make a comedy game that's going for... It has, like, the gritty, realistic uh, assets. Sea of Thieves is cartoony. Aside from the, aside from the people... Yeah, the ships the in the water look like they were from a much more serious game. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've played a couple of naval combat games. You've been around the block. Like, they're nothing... They're usually either way too complicated or in Sea of Thieves... Uh, in sea of Thieves case, not complicated enough. So... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out for some codes. Oh my god, I gotta reply. Hot Pepper Gaming, but with Switch cartridges. Review a game while sucking on a Switch cartridge. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I wanna, like, wake <laughs> up tomorrow and see these videos. <laughs> I, like, I, poked I, the t- I just can't wait. I can't wait for that. Like, uh, today I'm gonna be reviewing um, uh, Splatoon 2 by Nintendo. It's on the Switch. Uh, review copy provided by Nintendo, and then you hold up the game, pull it open, grab it, and just put it directly <laughs> into your mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the potential, it's it's like fun. Like imagine scrolling <clears throat> down like like a bog standard IGN listing out the features kind of review. And then at the end, it's like when when applied to the uh tip of, of a moistened tongue. The Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild evokes a bittery sour sensation reminiscent of 
of, of your first cocktail as an adolescent. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of your first cocktail, I think Matt needs to hit the road. How, what does that have to do switched. with your first cocktail? I don't know. You can't just segue and not know <laughs> the nature <laughs> behind the segue. for the story now. And, and you give me shit for it. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, hit the road and yeah. uh, trade in all this... Uh, <laughs> stop garbage sorry for the weirdest podcast we've had in a while <clears throat> also sorry for clearing my throat every five seconds so, if you want to find me on twitter you can find me at, at twitter.com slash sundercr or sundergamer uh, on youtube there's for all the fun one news topic that i no. think me and jimmy can argue about no but but Matt can go on his way there's a really like cool looking mother ford fan made game they're rebranding to make a real we'll game talk about off it of tomorrow it. it's really it's I a mean, good story week. it's good news it's positive next week uh, go, go ahead next let's week. talk about it. <laughs>